0: Greetings. This is Douglas Gimple, Senior Portfolio Specialist at Diamond Hill Capital Management, and this is Understanding Edge. Joining me today is Austin Hawley, CIO of Equities at Diamond Hill Capital Management, to discuss the volatility and opportunities that we've seen in the first two days of this week. Uh, Austin will provide his insights on what's happened in the market and where we're finding opportunity, as well as some thoughts on the overall impact of the coronavirus from both a global uh, and a domestic standpoint. Thank you and enjoy. Austin, thanks for coming in and joining me today. Uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about the volatility we've seen the last couple of days, specifically Monday and Tuesday, uh, the Dow down over a thousand points on Monday, almost 900 points on Tuesday, rebounding a little bit today. Uh, but from your standpoint, what are we seeing in the equity markets you know, just the last two days and into today?
1: Well, we've seen a lot of red on our screens <laughs> the last couple days, and it has been a very extreme environment. So two consecutive days on Monday and Tuesday of uh, 3% plus declines in the broad equity indices, which is a pretty unusual event. And if you go back to recent peaks on February 19th, uh, the broad indices are down about seven eight percent, which again is a pretty sharp move in uh, about five trading days, and uh, it's been very broad based. So if you look at small cap, large cap, value growth, everything sold off. So it's been pretty indiscriminate selling, and uh, people really trying to get their arms around how broad the issues from coronavirus could be uh, for markets across the world, uh, not just the United States. But it does seem increasingly likely that it's going to have a direct impact on the United States. Some of the bigger impacts could be on uh, companies that have supply chains that are uh, very global in nature and uh, may be shut down for extended periods of time. So if you look within uh, our portfolios, there are many companies that are down much more than that, you know, 5% to 7% that we've seen for the broad indices. And especially some of the travel companies mm-hmm. that you would expect to be significantly impacted, uh, whether it's Booking Holdings or United Airlines, both down significantly over the last week. Uh, and when we look at the markets, we're really focused today on the staying power of the firms that we're looking at and whether there are opportunities uh, for in some of those firms. You know, we always take a very long-term perspective mm-hmm. when we're evaluating companies. And so we're willing to ride through some short-term volatility and actually happy to have it if it provides opportunities for us to buy things at wider discounts to our estimates of value. But what we want to avoid at all costs is what we always talk about, the permanent impairment mm-hmm. of client capital. And the way that can happen with an event like this is if you have a company that has a fragile balance sheet or really highly levered in terms of operating leverage, uh, cash flows where cash flows might go significantly negative over an extended period of time, and so we've been trying to dig in across the companies we own, especially those that are down a lot, to see if there's some opportunities for us to uh, maybe buy some things at bigger discounts to intrinsic value than we saw, you know, a week ago or two weeks ago.
0: So, are there areas more specific, talking maybe industries, not names, um, that you have found to be even more attractive over the last couple of days? Now, obviously, the the, the opportunity is pretty broad, as you were saying. The the, the drawdown has been pretty significant across the board. Uh, but are you been have you been active in trying to capture some of those opportunities out in the market?
1: Yeah, uh, it depends on you know which. Uh, which parts of the market we're looking at. So definitely in small cap, we've been pretty active over the last couple of days. And some of the small cap names have sold off quite a bit more than their large cap peers, even within the same industry. So we've been looking at a number of companies, uh, most of them a little bit more cyclical and sensitive to a potential slowdown. But who've seen their stock prices decline 10, 15, 20 percent over a period of five days, and so we've been looking in those areas of travel, leisure, where uh, I think people expect there might be a more significant short-term hit. Again, very, very focused on you know what's the staying power of this company. Will there be a short-term impairment that will prevent us from achieving what we think the long-term value of the business is? In large cap, uh, it's been a little bit more consistent if you look at kind of the performance of the names that we've been looking at, both names we own, but names that are on our on-deck list as well. And so we haven't had as much activity, although we're still looking very closely in a number of areas and, again, very focused on the same thing. And it's a combination of... Names like airlines, travel related companies uh, that have sold off a lot, but also some, uh, you know, more defensive names that we've been looking at. And this just gives us a slightly better entry point and maybe a better portfolio overall when we think about, uh, you know, the diversification of what we own.
0: So let's look a little broader um, and talk about, you know, what, what do you think it was that triggered Monday and Tuesday being the days that they were, you know, we've been dealing with the coronavirus for the last month and a half. And we know that it's in China. It's widespread in China. You know, in your opinion, you know, what do you think it was that, is it because it's in Italy, because it's in Korea, because it's in Iran? Now there's that feeling of potential pandemic. And that's what caused the the final shoe to drop to where we saw, you know, the, the activity that we saw in the equity markets, the rally that we saw in the treasury market. So do you think it's, have we taken that next step? and you know, where do we go from here?
1: Yeah, I think it's a combination of all those things. I think definitely the perception that uh, this is a when, not if issue for the United States is a big factor. And I think it's the realization that this is the type of event that could push us into a true recession. Right. And I think if you look back over the last you know, couple years, maybe even longer than that, maybe the last five years, we've had several instances where the market's clearly jittery mm-hmm. about when that downturn happens. Uh, and so I think this has become a little more clear that this is going to have an impact and the market has tried to look through all the bumps along the way over the last three to five years. And I, I think this seems a little bit more real when you read the news stories and mm-hmm. see the, both the impact on just loss of life, but also you know, the total shutdown of some supply chains and suppliers in countries like China. It's hard to imagine it's not going to have a meaningful short-term impact, and with the possibility that we actually have more of a travel shutdown in the United States, you know that could be a a meaningful short-term impact. And uh, I think, I think we've been trying for a long time to look through those bumps, and I think again this one seems a little bit more real, and like uh, it it might finally be here.
0: So, do you think that uh, you know the market? The, the, the activity that we saw, that's not pricing in the United States. You know, if, the, if it starts to spread in the United States and we, and we see, and even if it's, you know, minimal impact, but it's just there and you've got the specter of that hanging over everything. Um, do we see another significant or even more significant leg down? So what I'm asking is, you know, this is pricing in kind of global, right? Uh, you know, the Monday and Tuesday event. Um, if we start to see it really ramp up in the United States, are we looking at another significant leg down and, to your point, pushing us into recession?
1: Well, I would argue we priced in a little bit of this happening in the United States. I mean, I think uh, at the very least, the CDC being hosting a news conference saying this is a win-not-if uh, situation definitely the, led the market to price in some component of a United States outbreak. But uh, I think if you just... Think about mm-hmm. what the your life might be like if we truly had a pandemic the, and and uh, a real issue in the United States. It's hard for me to believe that it wouldn't be something close to you know panic for a couple of days right. or weeks or maybe even a month or two, and I suspect uh, it would have a meaningful negative impact on market sentiment and possibly another significant leg down for the equity markets. Uh, And when you think about where we're starting in terms of valuations, uh, it's easy to imagine some scenarios where that might mean down 10, 20% for the markets. And that's not something I'm forecasting because I have no idea in the short term. It it depends on so many factors and how they interact. But I think we have to be cognizant of that and, uh, you know, ready to act and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, buy some Discount, discounted companies at big discounts to what we think long-term value is if that scenario unfolds. And that that's what we would look to do.
0: Yeah, I think when we start to see pictures in, in, in well, I'd say newspapers, but on the internet of empty store shelves and, you know, run on masks, I think that's when when it just will will lever itself up and we'll really feel that pain.
1: I think so too. But I, I do think it's already in people's minds. I'm supposed to travel n- next week and, you know, it's, it was the first thing that crossed my mind is, do I really want to travel? Yeah. What if this is on the news? And I think there's a lot of people thinking about those sorts of things right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've got some coming up and, and not looking forward to it. Uh, well, Austin, thank you so much for joining me. I know this was kind of quick, um, but I really appreciate your insight and, and thanks so much. Thank you, Doug. This material is for informational purposes and is prepared by Diamond Hill Capital Management. The opinions expressed are as of the date of publication and are subject to change. These opinions are not intended to be a forecast of future events, a guarantee of future results, or investment advice. Reliance upon this information is at the sole discretion of the listener. Investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal.